So I wanted to talk a little about manifesting because that seems to be all the rage right now. <laughs> and uh, I, have these, I have some great examples. Um, I remember, um, of course, my little Dilio is uh, the gypsy widow because I am Ramnachil and I am widowed. And my husband was my greatest teacher in this life so far. I cannot even explain. But I'm going to begin with, uh, he was my first kiss when we were little kids. And I never stopped thinking about him. We were in Enid, Oklahoma, and we were best friends, and we hung out all the time, and he kissed on me all the time, and we were, <laughs> you know, kids. I was about nine yeah, kissing at nine, but um, there was something special about him, and I never, ever, ever forgot him, so all my life, now we were in Enid, Oklahoma this time, I take off that summer, my family, of course, we travel, and my we take off to Mississippi, and I never see him again, and we travel to Louisiana, and Oklahoma, and Texas, and we just are all over those states, and we end up in Bakersfield, California. And I remember I'm 16 years old, and I'm talking to my mom, and I said, Mom, do you remember Tynes Joel's? Well, yeah. And of course she did. <laughs> he was unforgettable. I always thought about him. Always just compared all these men in my life to him, like he, literally, I wanted those brown eyes. I wanted that black hair. I wanted uh, the way it felt around him. Let's fast forward to me being 30 years old, and I own this massage clinic in Enid, Oklahoma. I end up moving back there after so many years. And I own a massage clinic called Got Your Back, and I'm killing it. And I'm killing it so hard, and I'm going around and I'm trading with people. You know, hey, uh, if you let me do some tans here, I'll uh, give you a massage. Okay. Hey, you know, this place is doing body wraps. I want some body wraps. I'll trade you a massage. Okay. Get my hair done. Trade a massage. Okay. It was just, you know, it was a barter system. And we, my brother and I had gone to this place to talk to these people about uh, some body wraps, which I did. And the girl there uh, is working the counter. And I'd made the deal with the owners, of course. And the girl at the counter says to me, you know, hey, wh wh who do you work for? What's going on? I said, oh, well, I own a shop, you know, and I give her, you know, my, my card. And I said, yeah, come in sometime, get a massage. So my... <clears throat> My day's over one day, and I'm locking up, about to leave, and I see this redhead girl come running up to my massage clinic, and she says, Hey, can I, uh, my shoulder's killing me. Is there any way you'd work on it? And, sure. So I open everything back up, and we go inside, and I lay her down, and begin to work on her shoulder, and my husband had a very rare name. Um... His name was Tynes. And, uh, you know, because it's hard for people to understand. I'll just call him Gypsy because everyone called him Gypsy. So, uh, but on her shoulder was his name. 
And I, I said, Tynes Joels. And she said, oh, how do you know that name? Oh, I, 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 you know, and I was like, well, that's the first boy I've ever kissed. I've never stopped thinking about him. And she said, well, he's in prison. And I was like, oh, wow. She said, he's in prison, prison in Kansas. So I was like, oh, well, you know. And she said, but his sister lives uh, not too far away. And she writes him all the time. So somehow, it's been a long time. So somehow, uh, I end up at her office signing. Uh, she says, oh, I'm writing him right now. I walk up to the office and we vaguely remember each other from childhood. And she says, well, I'm writing a, le a letter right now if you want to scratch a little something on here. So I did. I wrote something like, you know, I don't think you'll, I don't know if you'll remember me or not, but we used to kiss all the time. And when we were little kids at High Point Trailer Park in Enid, Oklahoma, and blah, 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 whatever else I wrote. <laughs> I put my address on there. I actually used the massage clinic's address. Um, at the time, I was breaking up with my husband at the time. Disgusting story. I'll tell you about that someday. <sighs> Ugh. Anyhow. I give him the address to the massage clinic, and he and he writes me a letter, and we just start writing back and forth. And it took and and you know he was very charming, and he and we we were so on point with each other. Uh, we had the same mentality, we had the same ideas, we had the same problem solving techniques. We had so many, so many things, and in some ways I was grown further than him, and in some ways he was grown further than me. <coughs> Excuse me. So, what happened was, we wrote, and in July of whatever year that was, 2001, I don't know, it don't matter. What matters is that we end up, <clears throat> at the end of that story, getting married and having kids. Now, that's a manifestation from my whole life. My whole life, uh, this boy, my first kiss in my life when I'm nine years old, I don't forget him. I move, I move all over the United States. Um, and then end up in that same town, meeting his sister, getting a hold of him, blah, 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 the whole thing, just whoa. And uh, so then while, while he's in prison, he starts telling me about some stuff that he... Uh, that he's come across because he did 13 and a half years in prison and he said when he went to prison that he was going to make it an experience he was going to give himself a PhD in there and I tell you what the man did he was so fucking smart <laughs> ah and that's what and that's and you know what and that's one of the reasons why I haven't really moved on is because how do you fall in love with someone so smart and so amazing and not uh I mean, and go forward when they're gone. You just don't. You just you just stay in love with this guy, and everybody else doesn't compare. And it's not like you're even comparing. You're just like, really? I'm so understimulated with you. You are boring. Wow, you're not doing anything compared to, you know, what I've already experienced. So this is, <laughs> this don't hold a candle. What well, fuck no, I don't want to go out. Psh. So anyway... Mind you, my husband died nine years ago. 
And, you know, I've been thinking about this podcast for a while, and uh, I, uh, I told myself if I didn't do it by or, you know, on January 1st, and I told me this, myself this in October, if I don't do this by the start of the new year, then I'm a loser. I'm a loser. So basically, I have to do this regardless. So even no matter how fucking stupid I sound, I'm going to put it up and I'm going to I'm going to do it. So anyway, let's go back. Um, <clears throat> so he tells me about some of the books that he's read, which are phenomenal fucking books. And I'm going to tell you one you need to go get right now or you can go on YouTube and listen to. Uh, oh, man, the man behind this book, there's a video of him and his actually him speaking. And I love his voice so much. And if you go look at old pictures of him, he was really hot. I love doing that. I love looking at pictures of old people and looking at them when they're young and just being like, wow, that's the face you end up with? Or, dang, you look good. You know, like, wow. And that's physiognomy. Physiognomy is a scientific study of how our emotions and thoughts create our physical appearance, the same as manifesting in the material world. So, back to this. My husband tells me this book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh my God, this book started a bunch of shit for me. Oh, man. So we had implemented it a few times while he was in prison, did some badass stuff. I can't even... <laughs> like, like, we got... I don't know what you know what a saw true is, but it's, you know, uh, you see the people wearing the hammers, um, and they're, uh, people say that's a white group or whatever, you know, I don't know that because I've met a bunch of different groups and they all are a little bit different. So I, that's why I don't like these little clubs. Like, you know, I'm Catholic or, you know, I'm vegetarian or whatever, you know, I don't like those little clubs because... You know, I might, you know, meet one person in this club in Wisconsin and another person in Arizona in the same club, and they got different beliefs, or they're doing things different. So, you know, that shit's just a fucking, it's a smokescreen. That's just that whole divide and conquer bullshit. Really? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I don't fuck with that. <clears throat> but... Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill changed my motherfucking life. I'm not fucking kidding. This book, oh, I can't even tell you about this book right now. It's so amazing. So what my husband and I did was was we were doing a bunch of little stuff. Okay, little stuff. Okay, so anyway, back to the Asatru's. Anyway, we ended up getting a bunch of stuff into the prison that they wouldn't allow because they needed an ordained uh, religious sect to okay it, and I just happened to the time be working for these nuns in Great Bend, Kansas, and Sister Anita, who I worked for, okayed it. So here's some Asatru shit being okayed by a Catholic nun to be approved to go into a prison. <laughs> just, oh my God, it was crazy. I was just like, what? what? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'd been working them for a while, and... and um, uh, and I was a massage therapist at the time working for these nuns and learning all kinds of really cool shit. I can heal some stuff that you people, I mean, like, 
wouldn't even believe. It would just be like, oh my gosh, my pinky toe hurts when I walk. Boom, 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 bam. Oh my gosh. It's gone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Later on, I'm going to do a video about that. Pain management. Because that is some serious shit. I mean, like, if all power goes out and everybody loses everything uh, and you can't get your pills or whatever it is you're taking for pain or whatever, this stuff that I know is going to be invaluable. Or, is that the word? Invaluable? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, it's, it's, it's just uh, healing. It's just healing with touch. And it's not some foo-foo shit. It's not like, oh, I'm going to evoke the spirit of healing into you, white light. It's none of that shit. It's fucking muscles and, and fucking highway muscles where you touch one part of the body and it heals in another part. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. But anyway, so we do some stuff like that. And then he gets out of prison and we're like, okay, we need to. So the first time him and I ever create a uh, mastermind, which is one of these principles in, in this book, Napoleon Hill's book. The first time <clears throat> we create this mastermind, uh, we're looking for a house. We end up moving. F when he got out of prison, we was in one town. <laughs> Sorry, we were in one town. But then we ended up moving to another town, which we often do. For example, I have an 11-year-old who's moved almost 60 times now. He's woke up. In 60 different places. And uh, I'm talking lived in houses. We had a travel trailer for a lot of their life. And uh, we were off grid for a while. We've been all over the United States. These kids are unschooled. You know, we're on top of our shit. So, back to this mastermind we create. We end up moving to the town where his family was. And his dad wants to be a little fucking asshole. And start being like, well. Because they had a, they had a welding shop. And my husband was welding in there. My husband was a welder. He was a tattoo artist. He was a uh, freaking... He could do anything. He could garden. He knew all kinds of stuff about everything. And so anyway... His dad wants to be like... Oh, uh, so if that's going to happen, then I'm going to close the shop down. And my husband's like, Really? Uh, well then, fuck it then, we're out. So, we, we leave. We, uh, pack up our shit and get out of there. Like, we weren't the type to be like, we, he just called your bluff. And I'm like that still now. But I'll just call the motherfucker's bluff real quick. Well, my husband called his dad's bluff, and we freaking up and left. And so, for two weeks, we... We're in town driving around looking at houses. Now, I did it with him, but I also did it just me and the kids. And we uh, <laughs> we drove around and we looked at houses and we talked about what we wanted. Me, my two older kids, who are now uh, 25 and 21, but back then we have this little Toyota Camry. And we're driving around every day, just looking at houses, and we'd go up to the doors. And this was a small town, so a lot of people just left their doors unlocked. And we'd go inside houses, and we'd look around. And, and we were doing this all day, every day. And we were making this list about what we wanted. 
Boom said he wanted, Boom, my 21-year-old son, he said, you know what, I want a backyard that's fenced in because he really wanted to get a dog. And my husband said, I want a garage that has like a shop in it, you know, I can work on shit. Okay, yeah. I said, you know what, I want appliances in the house. I already want a washer and dryer. I don't have to move in and get a washer and dryer or still have to go to the laundromat. I want a, uh, what else did I say I wanted? Something else. Oh, I wanted a big kitchen because I love to cook. <laughs> I love to cook. <clears throat> Cancer Taurus. Mm. But anyway, I I went and... Or, or we, we went around, and my daughter said, I want a pink and purple bedroom. All right, throw it in the bucket. Oh, that was the other thing I said. I said I wanted pillars in the house. I don't know why. I just wanted pillars inside the house, you know? Come on, let's make it fancy. Um, my husband said he wanted also a an awesome porch. And then... Um, so we're driving around, and we're, work, and we're working on... Uh, these, sorry, I've got this homeless guy living in my laundry room. And although I've known him for a lot of my life, he's an alcoholic, He's he's got mental problems, he's got a lot going on, and he just busts in all the time when I'm doing things. So I'm always having to be like, go, get out. So anyway, he tried to bust in just now, and I was like, get, just get out. <laughs> Anyway, we're driving around and we have all these rules about how we want this done <clears throat> or, or what we want for this house. And we're just driving around. I mean, not just driving around, driving around, seeing houses, getting out of the car, going up to that, looking in the windows, trying the doors, occasionally breaking in. You know, it was just a little slip of the knot of the lock, though. It wasn't like I was literally um, breaking levels of breaking in you know nobody's stuff was in there it was for rent for god's sake it's not like the neighbors didn't know we were there whatever rules 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 are guidelines in my opinion but <laughs> i had to just get up and let the dog in because she would start barking and going crazy okay <clears throat> and oh we decided we wanted to throw in that bucket that we only wanted to pay two hundred dollars a month rent <laughs> Now, this is kind of funny, and, <clears throat> you know, because average rent at that time in that town <clears throat> was more like, now, mind you, this is an old-ass country town in Kansas. Uh, rent at that time was about $400 a month. Average, four to $500 a month. So, I, no, Ralph, stop. Get up here. Okay. So, um... We go and over to his brother's and his his half brother and his uh, sister in law's house, which I guess would be my brother in law and sister in law. But anyway, so we go over to their house, sit down, and uh, we um, we go and talk to them about what we want in this house. I'm sorry, this freaking dog is distracting me, and I'm not gonna read. If I don't do this, I'm a loser. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so we go over to his brother's house and we tell them all we want. Oh, you know, we want this really nice house. I'm looking for something kind of like this and we're looking for something kind of like that. You know, just throwing it out there because that's what you do is you spread the energy around. 
And this is why it's stupid why when you have a birthday that you don't tell everyone what you want. you got to tell everybody what your wish is so you have more people helping manifest it. Hello. Anyway, and I remember his sister, Angie, looking at me, and she's like, oh, I don't think you'll find anything like that around here. <laughs> and I was like, girl, you don't even know. Because I knew. I knew 100% that... Um, uh, we were going to find something. So come to find out, after my husband tells his dad to, you know, fuck off and all this, we end up moving or bringing all our shit into town anyway, and we put it in a storage, and he gets a job. My husband gets a job at this uh, machinery place where he's a machinist, and he is at work one day, and this old man comes in. Now, the interesting thing about this was, when we first got to town, this was back in the days of phone books, my daughter was looking at the phone book, and she saw a, um, a woman named Gypsy. And she said, look, look, honey, a lady named Gypsy. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, that's pretty cool, wow. So, you know, we didn't think anything else about it, but here come full circle his I mean, her husband comes into the machine shop where my husband works and asks the guy, hey, buddy, you know, can you do this for me? And the guy's like, sure, yeah, let's do it. And he says, yeah, my, my, my uh, new guy I got working for me here, he'll do it for you. So my husband machines whatever they need machined or whatever it is. And uh, the guy starts talking. My husband's very gregarious. He's a Gemini, and he's handsome as fuck. Sexy. And... Uh, so he says, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for a place for my family. We just moved here. I was out, you know, at my dad's outside of town, small enough town that everybody knows everybody. And he says, oh, well, guess what? It's, a, it's fixing to be winter. And I got this, I know this lady and she owns this house. Let me, let me, my wife is out in the car. We go out and talk to her, goes out and gets his wife. Oh, she's just a, She's just one of those ladies that just likes to, oh, oh, she likes to know everything and be a part of everything. So she knows a friend of hers who owns a house in town that is going to sit there all winter long because she's trying to decide if she wants to sell it or not. And everybody knows that a house is better lived in in the winter than to set empty. And so Gypsy ends up calling this lady who lives in Texas and saying, I, I got these these two kids and 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 they got a couple of kids and you know she called us kids and i'm sure we were and we were like 31 maybe 32 33 something like that oh yeah we were like 31 and 32 so <clears throat> she says um this lady's like yeah let them move in let them stay there and i tell you what let's let's help them get on their on their feet and let's um, let them get started i don't need much rent I don't need rent for the house, but I'd still have taxes to pay and things and, you know, to keep keep the faith. Uh, I'll, I'll just charge them $200 a month. $200 a month? <laughs> okay. No deposit. All the utilities stayed in the lady's name. We just paid $200 a month, and I actually think that $200 a month paid the utilities because I don't ever remember paying anything but that. So anyway, <laughs> we get in the house First thing we see is an amazing front porch. Screened in front porch. Beautiful. 
This is the house that my my son, Tynes, who's 11 now, was born into. Not in, but into. And um, we walk around, open the front door. Beautiful entryway, double glass, mirrors on each side of the door that are amazing, and pillars. Pillars that go from the entryway into the living area. Pillars between the living area and the dining room. Pillars. So then we go into the kitchen, amazing stove, oven, dishwasher, washer and dryer out on the back. Um, there's like another room off of the laundry room for the, uh, it's like a porch, but it also goes down to the basement, but it's also, um, it's also the, uh, laundry room and a, a nice washer and dryer in there. We go out the back door. There's a fenced-in, privacy-fenced backyard, and I'm not kidding you, there's a fucking garage with a fucking shop in it. I, you know, I, I live two hours from this town right now. I literally want to go there and take pictures and videos of this house so I can show people this. This is not, I'm not fucking kidding. There's only two bedrooms in the house, and they're normal bedrooms, and it's all cool and everything, you know, and, uh, and so we start unloading our stuff, and... We get, um, you know, we're, we're deciding, you know, oh, this is going to be our room. This is going to be your room. La, 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 la. Lily and Boom are going to share a room. And we end up, there's an attic in the house, you know. So my husband's like, well, we can store some of this stuff up in the attic. So we pull the attic thing down. You know how there's a string hanging and you pull it and then you pull it. And then we had to un... Not, they didn't just slide down. We had to like un... We had, we had to unfold these stairs to have them come down from that little uh, hutch door, whatever you call it. And I'm not fucking kidding you. We crawl up there and the fucking attic has been painted pink and purple. I'm <laughs> not fucking kidding you. We lived in that house. I mean, you you we probably have pictures of in that house. Just it was ma it was amazing and it was a mastermind. It took us 2 weeks to manifest that. And because all of us were on board, that was so powerful and we knew what we were looking for and we didn't have any doubt about it and we wasn't accepting anything but that. And I mean, just just thinking about it now, I'm getting truth bumps all over me. Just woo, not kidding you. Whew. So let's speed up, and this is right before my husband dies. We're fighting pretty hard, and shit's going crazy. And I kick him out of the tattoo shop, and because we owned a tattoo shop in Kansas City, I kick him out. He's acting fucking crazy. He starts doing meth. It's 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 a horrible thing. You know, I've never told anybody this, ever publicly. I always lie. About my husband's death. Another video will tell the truth about that. I'll tell you the, the lie and I'll tell you the truth uh, sometime. So let's just fast forward. I'm in another town and I'm with this chick. And her and I are both in this small town. And I said, you know, I'm going to move to Kansas City. I got some friends opening up a tattoo shop. And I'm going to go to work with them, for them up in there. I'm going to be their piercer because I do body piercing. And so... Um, and I'm also a tattooer, although I'm not a big fancy tattooer, I can tattoo, I do my own thing, and I can do, like, replicas and shit, 
But, man, I've got some friends that are so fucking amazing. They do portraits that look like somebody put a Polaroid on your arm. It's insane. God, I've got some talented fucking amazing friends. And half of them own tattoo shops in Kansas City, Missouri. So if anybody needs a tattoo in Kansas City, hit me up. I can totally direct you to the person that will be the best for what you want. (sighs) Back to my story. Fuck. I knew I was going to do this. Oh, here it is. (laughs) I was like, don't do that thing where you lose train of thought. So I'm with this chick, and I'm like, I'm moving up to Kansas City, and uh, I'm going to get it. I'm just going to move up there and get this job. So I'm loading my shit into a U-Haul. She's like, well, where are you going to live? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll find something. She's like, are you telling me you're going to put all your shit in a U-Haul and go up there with no destination, and you have nowhere you're going or what you're doing? I think that's stupid. I was like, no, something always happens. That's my motto for life. Something always happens. So me and this chick, she she just go back and forth. She's not putting her shit in the U-Haul. She's like, nope, 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 I'm not going to do it. So she doesn't. <laughs> and I end up going to Kansas City. And uh, just I'm just driving around within a couple of blocks parameter of the tattoo shop because I don't want to be too far. In case I have to get a babysitter, because at the time the boys are like one and two, okay, <laughs> maybe one and three at this. No, they're 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 one and oh, I don't know somewhere around there. But anyway, so I'm just like looking for a place, and boom, this dude is just I I I call a sign I see on the side of the road, and he's like, yeah, I got a house right here. And I was like, well, I don't have a lot of money. This is what I got. He's like, you know what? You get your kid, you and your kids in that house. I like you. I want you in this house. I think I paid him 300 bucks, and we moved into this huge, amazing house. It was huge. We had no furniture. We had like, we, I opened my U-Haul, which was like a big U-Haul, because when I, went, when I rented one, they didn't have that size. So anytime U-Haul doesn't have the size that you reserve, you get one up. So I ended up having this huge fucking U-Haul, and you um, open it up, and there's hardly shit inside. So we move into the house. I start working at the shop. Bam, bam, bam. That was another. That was another manifestation of mine because I absolutely, I was just like, no. I knew I had complete faith. I had complete faith. I didn't know. I wasn't sitting there saying, I want a house like this, and I want it like that, and I want this, and I want that. I didn't say any of that shit. I just said, you know what? Something will happen. Something always happens. There's going to be somebody with something for rent, and they're going to see me in a U-Haul with two little kids, and they're going to be like, hey, let's get this, you know, let's get you in. We'll, something will happen. And that's all I said, and I knew it, and I wasn't thinking about what was going to happen when I got there. I wasn't thinking about anything beyond the fact that I knew it was going to happen, and I was living in the minute. I wasn't even thinking in the future. And everyone has always said that that's been stupid, but no, actually, that worked easier than sitting around giving the universe a bunch of fucking rules to follow, like, I want pink and purple room, and I want a washing machine and a dryer. And, you know, those were specifics. That's why it took a while. You know, it took weeks. But I guarantee you this, when I went up to Kansas City, I didn't even give any rules. I just said something will happen, got to Kansas City, and bam, there it was. So these are two examples of manifestation. I have another one that's really amazing. So I have two little boys, and I'm at this point in my life, uh, let's see, I'm homeless. 
Okay. I was living off grid in Southern California and the guy flips out and goes to prison and I can't go back to the mountain. So I end up, long story short, I end up homeless in Eureka, California with the boys. The state of California pays for a a winter emergency homeless program. They paid for a motel for us for six weeks. And uh, so in the six weeks, Arcata, California, um, did I say Eureka? I don't know why I said that. No, it was Arcata, California. And uh, I ended up, uh, oh, yeah, because I ended up having to stay there. Okay, well, anyway, beyond all that, Arcata was amazing. So anyway, I am up in Humboldt County, homeless as fuck, state's paying for me a motel, and I haven't seen my biological father since I'm six years old. And I, or no, yeah, maybe it was nine, but I, six to nine years old, somewhere around there is the last time I've ever seen my biological father. And I somehow get in touch with him on on Facebook and he says oh no no he gets a hold of my mom and says hey what's going on with our daughter and she said she's not doing too good she's got this going on and that going on and my dad says have her come up here to Port Angeles Washington I got a place for her so I'm thinking I'm gonna get there and my dad's gonna have like a, a place for me and he ends up flowers in the atticing us you know that book, Flowers in the Attic, where the mom hides her kids up in the room? and she, No, that's what happened to us. We're in a room. Okay, my dad rents the back porch of a lady's house. Little bitty old, ran down old lady house. Hoarder lady, okay? My dad rents the back room, and he's kind of modified it into a cute little place for himself. And then behind the house is a garage with a lean-to and storage space. So me and my boys get put in the very back corner of this garage storage. It wasn't the garage. It was the storage and the lean-to built on the back of the garage. And that's where we were. There was no windows. There was no electricity. I mean, my dad ran us electricity lines, which was probably dangerous as fuck because they were just they were going hundreds of feet. Um, and uh, he hid us in that room for a little over a month and while we were in that room oh my god it was just like that show room I mean like we couldn't come and go as we pleased because the lady didn't know we were there the lady could not know we were there she was not even cool and we ended up she ended up seeing us one day we ended up having to leave and all this stuff but it was okay because this is great so my kids are little kids, and I don't know if you know this, but little kids have amazing power because you know what? They don't have, they haven't been fucked over by the world enough to have doubt. Now, unless you got a couple kids that have just been let down over and over in their life and they're just like, yeah, whatever. You don't get them too old. Get them before that. Three, four is great because they just believe in everything. What you do <clears throat> is you get these kids, and this is what I did anyway. So we're hiding in that room, and I tell my dad, I need some fucking internet. If I'm going to be in this room, I need some internet so I can have a connection to the outside world because I can't make nothing happen in here with a goddamn library card. Okay? So I get online, and the very first day I get internet, my dad, I I mean, uh, I see an ad for a free travel trailer. This guy's like, hey, I got a travel trailer, and it's up in Port Angeles, Washington, and 
I live down here in southern Oregon, and it's just not worth it for me to go, uh, it's just not worth it for me to go get this travel trailer, uh, it cost me too much, and I don't even need it, I was working on a guy's house, but he's gonna go ahead and finish it on his own, so I drive up to this, like, multi-millionaire dude's house, and there's a little travel trailer there, and now I had been telling my kids before I got the internet, guys, the universe is giving us an amazing place to live. It's going to be so cool, you guys. Get I mean, I can't wait. And I had this, I'll never forget, I had this little, um, I had a, a, a MacBook. And I had this MacBook with uh, this little list of songs. And I remember one of them was like a Britney Spears song and, uh, and, I, uh, Genie in a Bottle. I mean, it had some, just like some girly ass songs on it. I don't even know how they got on there. But anyway, it was like a list of maybe seven songs. And I would play these songs and we would dance in that room. You know what? I even have a picture of that room somewhere on an old ass phone I have. But anyway, I get the internet. And I've already been telling the boys that we're getting a house from the internet and it's going to be amazing. And I see that ad for the travel trailer. I tell my dad, I've got to get this now. So long story short, we get the travel trailer and move it to the lady's property. And then I go in the travel trailer. Then she sees us. Then we get kicked out. And that was a bunch of drama. I can't even with that story. I mean, it was so bad. We were getting kicked out of places because they would be like uh, RV parks, but they were only for senior citizens. Or they would be RV parks with regulations that mean your RV has to be you know, 10 years or newer, which mine was not, but it was painted a beautiful purple inside. Um, so then I end up going to a unity church and some guy at the unity church puts my travel trailer in his property. And another guy at the unity church has these little cabins and he puts us in this little cabin, this little one room cabin for a little while. So now we're back in another little room, but <clears throat> this time it's a safe place that we're allowed to be so we can come and go as we please and go to the grocery store and stuff. And we had a bathroom where before we didn't even have a bathroom. We were pissing and shitting in buckets. Seriously, it was it was crazy. But anyway, um, <clears throat> another funny story about that. <laughs> so we do it for so long that when we finally get a bathroom, my son Buddha... Is like, I don't want to use, I want a bucket. I want a bucket. After, like, we have a toilet right here. But no, we still want to use the bucket. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, he's six at the time. So I have a six and seven-year-old. And uh, we manifest this freaking, oh, okay. So, this, so, so the Unity people, you know put our travel trailer one place, put us in another place. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do because I don't have a vehicle to pull this thing. So I end up getting a hold of this teenage kid on Craigslist. He has a, a Dodge Ram Charger. Now, my husband drove a Dodge Ram Charger, and his was red and white. I got pictures of that. <laughs> and uh, take pictures, people. It's so important. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Anyway, I'm going to take a drink real quick. I swallow loud. Sorry, I had bulimia for a long time. And now every time I swallow, it, it's just 
it's disgusting. Anyway, um, so this, I, so I, I call this kid about this Ram charger and he's like, well, I want, I want $1,400 for it. And I'm like, oh, I don't even have anything near that. And I said, but I tell you what, if you will let me make two payments on this, I will, I will give you $400, which is what I had. I would give you $400 I have right now. And when I get where I'm going, I will, or when I get somewhere, I will send you the rest of this money. Now, I had some income tax returns from that year because of the fact that um, I was working the previous year. So when I got my 2013 income tax returns that year, I paid that kid completely for that car. I paid everybody that I owed any money to for helping me back. And uh, even sent some money to my older kids, you know, because they were... Uh, living together and um and needed help at the time and so it was just felt so good to have money to help people out at the time but the whole thing was we had no vehicle and this kid said all kinds of people were going were calling about the truck but he wanted it to go to me and that's the same thing I told the boys again guys the universe is getting us a vehicle to pull our travel trailer with and when we get it we're going to be able to go wherever we want and do whatever we want so there I am in Port Angeles Washington and right across the river is Canada and I can see it and I get on Craigslist and either I put an ad out or she had an ad out but this girl coming from Canada named Allison was looking for a ride She's one of those bitches that has a bike and rides it all over the fucking country and shit. But I don't know if you know this, but in uh, Oregon, from the very, very tip down to, um, down from, uh, is, is the 101 highway. And down that is, the road is so, it's just like a two-lane highway. And it's just like on the side of a mountain and it's just like and it's rainy all the time and the trees are crazy and it's just insane right well this girl was like hey I don't want to ride my bike down the 101 but if anyone's going down that way I'd, I'd, I'd love a ride and I was like hey girl I am going to Portland because my mom and my brother lived in Portland and I was going to go see them and uh so I we end up riding together down there. And I'll tell you what, to this day, that girl is the most amazing girl I've ever met. I love her so much. Her name's Allison, and she has long red hair and the biggest heart and the most open mind. And I love her. And I met her on that trip. We were strangers, jumped in my vehicle and drove down 101 together. <laughs> Oh, so I met so many fucking amazing people and amazing time on these adventures. And I can't wait to share all these adventures with you guys and stuff. But right now it was about the manifesting. And it's, it's just a knowing. And sometimes just hearing other people's examples of how to do it can like solidify for you some things. But this is the one thing I want you to understand. You manifest from your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is like a genie in a bottle. But just imagine this. Your your bottle, your genie has a problem hearing. So he can't hear what you say very well. Okay? He, he's, he's just kind of deaf a little. 
you know, be nice. So, so the only way you can talk to your subconscious is through the feelings that you have and the visions you give it. And this is why people say manifesting, I mean, I'm sorry, why meditation is so important because in meditation is the time that you spend to send those visuals to your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind has no job in the world other than to bring you what you need and to help create whatever it is you're manifesting. The other thing, the universe doesn't know if you want it. I mean, not the universe, but your subconscious, which I call the universe a lot of times, is doesn't know if you want it or not. All it knows is what you're thinking and what you're feeling. So if you're feeling like shit and you're bitching about people, tr trust me, you're going to have more to bitch about and more people to complain about. And you're going to be like, but I'm being so positive. But you're bitching a lot about people. And then you're just creating more and more people in your life to bitch about. And I've done this. I have been around the worst motherfuckers. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to control this. And I would spend hours a day in meditation. And during that time, I would imagine myself around friends that were doing things and that were amazing and that were creating good things and that were part of community and that were... Guess what? I got that right now. I got friends right now that are doing the most amazing things in in the world. I mean, they're, I've got friends that are just so phenomenal, the things that they're doing. But not long ago, I was constantly bitching about the people I was around. So sitting down, talking to your subconscious through meditation with those voices. Now it also has to do with what you're saying cuz and when you're and what you're writing down because spelling you're casting a spell when you're spelling words, you're spelling so your words that you write are powerful. Very powerful. The the words you say are very powerful because that sends a vibration out into the universe. Oh, my God, I got so much to tell you about that, too. Oh, God. But anyway, <laughs> for now, just know, spend some time talking to your inner subconscious mind. It's all scientific. It, it doesn't have to be, oh, the universe, oh, love and light, butterflies and unicorns and oh, rainbows, too. It doesn't have to be all that shit. It can be very scientific. We have a servo mechanism in the center of our body, and it's called our subconscious. And it's like the power unit for creating whatever it is that we want or what we don't want. It doesn't know if you want it or not. It just knows what you're thinking of. So be very careful and be very selective. Don't think about how you want your bills paid because it's just hearing bills paid. Okay, so I have more bills to come in to get paid. Okay, here's more bills to be paid. Here's more bills to be paid. <laughs> no, I have so much money. I have an amazing flow of money. I have enough money to help other people. Those are the things that, that you need to say. Okay, I've been doing this long enough, and like I said, I'm just trying not to be a loser. <laughs> but I don't know what I'm doing, really. And uh, I'm going to try doing this. I'm going to try putting a, the, a few of these up just to kind of have an outlet for myself creatively and to share my story, which in my astrological chart is part of my own healing and growth. All right, more. I'll have a lot of secrets to come and a lot of truth to tell. 
And if anyone knows me personally and you hear this and some of the stories I told you don't line up, just know that those were lies I told to protect myself and to protect uh, what I thought others would think of mainly of my husband or of how that all went down. And I haven't been able or ready to share that till now. So thank you all so much. Happy New Year.